All right, welcome to Pass the Mic for Friday, December 1st, 2023, episode 96. We are back in Studio B. We have hit the month of December, last month of the year. Mike Gervasi, how are you? Good. How you doing, man? Good, good. It's nice to be back here. We've had a little streak of uh, guests going, so now it's just back to back, just the two of us. Just the two of us. Will Smith. Hopefully no one gets punched in well, the Well, there face. was an original song, too. Oh, yes, yes. The old Who sang one. it? I don't know. Who is that? We could just Google it right now. Why don't we let the listener? Yeah, tell let the us. listener tell us who it is. I, I know there isn't. Will Smith did a good one though. I I think he did a really good job with that Before one. Before he messed up his career, he's a pretty talented musician. And uh, should he be defined by that one moment? Uh, again, we, we've we've discussed this. I said he overreacted, especially now. Of course, he, I, I don't think anybody disagrees. Well, now with it's that. even more so knowing that they were like separate. They were like yeah. it wasn't. It's not like a, it was a happy marriage. No, you know. We're back in studio. Unscripted, yes, yes, yes. Um, so a lot of feedback because we've been out for a few weeks. First of all, um, I'm going to take this time. I want to brag about – I got feedback about both Chloe and Nadia about how well-spoken they were and a lot of the good information they got. They provided – here I'm using terrible words like got – provided. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I, you know, I, I could brag and brag about my own daughter, Chloe. Uh, I'm very proud of her. I've mentioned before on this podcast how, how I am happy – Whenever I leave her in Ann Arbor, and I did have to leave her Friday, I picked her up Tuesday, dropped her off Friday evening um, for the game. But um, I want to speak highly of both of those young ladies. Nadia, she was uh, her class president, I believe, all four years, uh, in a stu- very active in student council. And she's, you know, you know what it's like in this profession, right? Like we've been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm never going to forget my daughter. Um, but I would hope not. <laughs> but Nadia is going to be like one of those people that, you know, 10 years from now, I'll still recall you know what i mean you know what i'm no, yeah, no yeah, offense yeah. to anyone else i mean no, there's hundreds it, of kids that come through the thousands you know that come through the building over you know a four-year block right like there's thousand eleven hundred kids here right now so that's uh she's just one of those people that i knew from ninth grade that she was going to do well and i think about those two young ladies they are not afraid to speak their mind and speak up for other people when they are needing the help and assistance sure you understand what i'm saying sure. and that that's a that's a tough thing to do at ninth grade, tenth grade, eleventh, any age. You know what? They both are very good about that. So, I also I'm going to just go right off if you don't mind. Sure. Um, another because I, I got to clear up some old feedback because I think yeah. it's important. Denise Browning, remember we talked a few weeks back. The last time we were in Studio B, we talked about voting. voting yes. She cleared up. We were we gave out some bad and we sort of great info. They cannot start counting votes until the polls close. Even with the new law in Michigan, they can. They can verify that ballot, absentee ballots are attached to a voter. They can get it all set up, but there is no counting until the polls close. So it's still not, it might speed it up a little bit, I guess, with those absentee ballots, but it's not going to be. And I was never asking them for it to be counted, um, you know, prior to election day. I don't know if that's necessarily right because you don't want sort of numbers to ever get out. And, you know, and also right. people may not vote. Right. I don't want That's, that. That caused too much. And I, right. you know, so I guess, but I guess, you know, I guess, I guess at the same point, you don't really want to count like that morning either. So I, it, it's, it's a tough thing to understand, but she cleared up that law for us. We appreciate that. Um, Tom Pack's collages were excellent over the last couple of weeks. He found a, uh, he found a nice picture off of the one with Chloe and Nadia with Nate and Chloe together. And, you know, cause she put their guests, he put a picture with Beyonce for Nadia. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and his work is just, just amazing. It, it and, really is. And then he made a comment, he, he commented on the page about some of the interracial uh, uh, dating that came up. Right. I mean, both him and uh, uh, brought that up as, you know, that's a major aspect obviously of his life. And then Chris Pate, he mentioned Chris Pate. They had some fun with it. Yeah, they did. They, they did. did. You know, cause uh, you know, like you said, um, you know, they're a little older. So, it it's, was probably a little harder 
I had imagined. Yeah. I'm, I, and I'm not even saying it's easy now. These people that, you know, you mentioned the commercial and we say, oh, you can see it now. That's great. It is, it is sort of like a thing you're right. Like our kids don't know any other difference. Right. Like it's not a shock to right. them. It's, right. It completely it doesn't normal. mean it's easy. No. Even in this day and age. No, of course not. Chris, his comment was, I'd like the opportunity to give a shout-out to those closed-minded fathers who didn't want me to date their daughters in the 90s. I dodged a full bullet thanks to you. <laughs> I dodged a few bullets, excuse me, thanks yeah. to you, yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. Any? Um, no, that was it. I just wanted to make sure I got those in because I got those uh, f- that feedback in because I thought it was really important. Yeah, Max Bailey commented as well about how he is now noticing some of those things that are in um, – that are, are, are in – media that just are taking for granted at this point. And I remember hearing before, like Will and Grace really opened the doors uh, of acceptance of a lot of things in, in media regarding homosexuality and media that wasn't there beforehand. So maybe that's, that's the path we take. Um, again, Antoine referring to us as past the Mitch um, <laughs> gave us a nice shout out about the show. I, I, and I've heard nothing but good things about the show. So that's, that's pretty cool. Correction. Uh, Wally mentioned something to me. I mentioned how, my favorite restaurant I've been to was an Italian one in Barcelona. It was actually in Valencia. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's where you threw your fit. No, Valencia, I think I was fine. I thought I was fine in Valencia. Thought, okay. Yeah. You never know. I never know. It right. Be, yes. Um, also, I noticed um, – oh, hold on a second. There was a couple other things I wanted to make sure I didn't get. you got to bring something else Okay. Up. Do you want me to bring it up while you're looking through your – Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So uh, many of you may know we're recording this on Wednesday the 29th. Well, Spotify Wrapped has dropped. You know what Spotify Wrapped is? I didn't until today. It's not about uh, like MC Hammer uh, rapping, uh, you know, <laughs> new playlist. <laughs> oh Spotify God. Wrapped. I'm now, now, I'm not a Spotify guy. I'm an Apple Music guy, and this is one of the big uh, perks that Spotify sort of holds over Apple, that Spotify, for people that um, they, they wrap up all of your listening habits throughout the year, and say, here are your top five artists that you listen to. Here's the top five tracks you listen to, so on and so forth. And people are sharing them all over. Well, for us, that's Spotify is the host of our podcast. Uh, and then it sort of kicks it out to all the other ones. So mm-hmm. that's first of all, that's why sometimes if you're an Apple person, I, first, I publish, push this out at 5 a.m. on Fridays. It's on Spotify at 5.01. Okay? Yeah. For some reason, with Apple or any of the other ones, it takes longer. Like this last week took forever. It almost got it was almost like eight or nine a.m. Yeah. So if you ever can't find it right away, by the way, just go to Spotify. It's right there first. And if you if if you're up early Friday morning, uh, but they do provide us with a Spotify wrapped of our podcast. So in the education world, we call it data or data, and they provided us with a lot of great data. Um, uh, that celebrated our show this year, and I shared it out on my Instagram. I put it on the Pass the Mic page. Mm-hmm. I shared a little image of it that our list, our, our audience listeners grew by 35%. That's yeah. outstanding. Uh, yes, it is. I don't know what the Warrior Way grew by in the first four episodes. But you know what? If they got even two more, <laughs> yes, they, they probably grew they by probably like beat 50%. Us. <laughs> right. yeah, maybe even 100%. I don't know what the Allen Park uh, podcast. Have they started yet? I don't know. Have they? What, would they call it the? J- <laughs> I don't know what they. <laughs> I don't know what they'd call it. Uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, but but we got some really good feedback, and then one of the things they pointed out was our top episode of the year for 2023. Um, which, by the way, they obviously wrap it up a little early. Um, was uh, your friend that you had on? Dr. Ashley Terry. Dr. Ashley Terry. Yeah, and I, I, I'm still kind of laughing at what you just hit. So I apologize. But, yeah, him and Antoine just texted me about this. They were so thrilled to hear that. You know, and a- Ashley, uh, they are just wonderful, wonderful people. Um, 
and Ashley just said, you know, keep grinding, guys, and Antoine streamed 188%. Uh, that was 188% better than the average episode. Yeah, it's and, you know, and I think, and, I, and again, like last week's episode, I think a lot of our listeners have young, have children, or some of them are our kids. Anything that's sort of that college based is interesting. Like the count, we and I, so I really appreciate yeah. Dr. Terry. I appreciate our counseling Counselor, staff for yeah. coming on, and I appreciate Chloe and Nadia for giving up some of their time during a busy week right mm-hmm. before Thanksgiving, uh, for because that's again I can't we can't communicate that information. I mean I know a little more now that Chloe's going to school and I'm, but I you know like I I, I was like I was telling somebody today I was talking to a we had a substitute in. In, in Dr. Rice's room, and she's at Eastern going to become a math teacher. And mm-hmm. I, I was asking her, I'm like, do you know at Eastern, are you by credit hour? Like, is it cost, you know, like, first of all, she's telling me all the majors that, that they don't have anymore, that there's only, like, you know, that they don't have all these minors anymore that I didn't know anymore. Right. And then, like, and that, like, I was shocked when, when U of M has a flat rate of tuition for a full-time student, whether it's 12 hours or 21 hours, whereas Eastern still charges you by you take 13 hours, it's multiplied by this, 14, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, it, the best information isn't going to come from you and I talking about, you know, right. um, um, uh, Prey Herald in 1995. <laughs> you know, uh, what was it, Boone Hall? Was that the College of Education? No, it was Porter, wasn't it? Porter. Maybe, what, it was Porter what, for me. Maybe it was what am Boone I, you're a little bit Was earlier Porter the old library? Is that what Porter became? Oh, the library was a library, wasn't it? No, they built a new library. With that the See, maybe from, I wasn't there yet. I don't know. I, uh, hey. Do you remember the, what was the uh, McKinney Union? Was yes. that where the people eat? Where the bowling eat. alley was in the basement? Yeah. The old McKinney. Yes. I, I was never part of the new one. They have an amazing... That was Are you talking about the new school. one or the old one? The old one. Okay. But I, the new one is, is really... Oh, it's well, beautiful. Not, it's probably not new anymore. Yeah. It's probably like 15 Bow, years old. Bowen, Bowen Field House, right? I don't the know. The old gym? I don't know what anything's called. <laughs> maybe we get, Pray maybe, Herald is all may, I know. Maybe Eastern will invite us back to do an episode. Oh, maybe. Studio. Maybe we'll reach out to the Alumni Association. Yeah. We'll see. Anybody named Mike there, I wonder? <clears throat> Maybe I don't know. All right. So, do you have anything you want to put in before we get to your yeah, mic of the week? One last thing I wanted to get uh, Chris Pate really. He called me and man, he broke down the numbers. He loves his electric vehicle, so okay. he's really taking issue with what Hottie said. All right. Um, so I'm going to let him and maybe he could post this. I told him to send it to me and he was going to and he probably just forgot. But he he has a lot to say about electric vehicles. Clear up a lot of misnomers. There's some truth to certain things, but he has a lot to say about it and. Um, when you know when Hadi mentioned it was overrated, it was nice to hear Elizabeth kind of posted something about yeah. it, and Chris Chris kind of broke it down for me over the phone after. I did just read a story today that Consumer Reports or somebody says the reliability they still prefer hybrids over electric cars. Okay, long term reliability. Yeah, but I think you know, I had a hybrid myself, and it was yeah, wonderful. I, I, I you know I I think it's it's obviously still a new technology. I mean, I would love it for where I live. Yeah, I would love it. I'd, now what worries me up here is these really super cold days. Yeah. You know, like it, it is what it is. So. Right. All right. Mike of the week, who do you got for us this first day of December? So I was listening to, I was on uh, Sirius Satellite recently, and there was a song that came on with Mike in the title. And I'm like, why not use that? So, but I, I thought I would pick a song with Mike in the title, not the song I was listening to. Okay. Pass the mic by the Beastie Boys. So I'm doing a song. Oh, a song. Our first ever song. Now Our we have song. the Beastie Boys. One of the Beastie Boys. We do. Boys Mike up. D. Mike yes. D. Okay. But this is Pass the Mic. M I C. M I C. Okay. All but right. it's the same name as our so, show. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Yes, I do realize that. So okay. what we'll do is I'll go to the Apple Music, uh, you know, cover art, or just find. I'm sure there's a cover art for that song. And I wanted to do that as our. What theme was the song. other song? What was it? Yeah, we well, don't want to do, I, for life. Me, I can't remember. Um, we'd be flagged, and then to be no yeah, you, your your copyright concerns. Unless you wanted to reach out to the Beastie Boys and see how much it would I, cost. I bet you, Ad Rock and MC, or I'm sorry, Ad Rock and Mike DMCA's passed away. Prayers up. By the right. way, how many more years till the song is in the, in the 
public domain. Maybe we only have to. It was 1994, so oh, I don't yeah, know. Well, we're not going to be around that long. Yeah, okay. So anyway, yeah, but Pass the Mic is the mic of the week. All right, excellent. Cool. Our first ever song. Hopefully yeah. people don't have issues with that. We know it's not, at least it's not Pass the Mitch. Yeah, it's not past the Mitch. All right. On. So education talk this week. Big news out of Michigan. Uh, Governor Whitmer last week signed changes to the teacher evaluation law um, that basically, as I read through it, um, basically, so let's just tell people what, we, what right now what happens. Uh, you are evaluated every year. Every year. Every year in the state of Michigan. It's a formula that is an ever-changing formula because they started off with it was supposed to grow every few years. And data was data is a certain percent. The score your administrators give you is a certain percent. And then there's basically four rankings, right? Highly effective, effective, ineffective, or minimally effective, minimally and effective, and ineffective. ineffective. And if you hit that bottom one, I think more than one or like once or twice, you could be removed immediately, right? Uh, and then if you're non-tenured, you actually get um visited more right like don't you get like uh you have to have more goals more yes more goals, Two goals where we have yeah, one yeah and then they have to come in more often and so it's a little more rigorous if you're not tenured in five years you're tenured right now the visits are one formal one informal yes and then you're evaluated on that plus there's a formula with the test scores oh, yeah. um so it all kind of combines yes. yeah they, they take data from the state tests which for us are um sat and it's essentially a 4.0 scale, right? I yeah. mean, is that a fair yeah, way yeah, of looking yeah, at it? Yeah, like, like, yes, it's basically a 4.0 scale. Yeah. And as, so prior to that law, um, I thought, and I, if I remember correctly, like you didn't have to be evaluated every year. You could be, like if you were evaluated and you had an effective, whatever they called it, if you weren't, they, you got a couple years off well, after you were tenured. Yeah. Well, so now administrators have to evaluate every employee. Mm-hmm. That's multiple visits. It yeah. is. And, and like I said, I when I when I when I was union president last year, I'm like the, the MEA should try really try to change these evaluation tools, not to make it easier for teachers, to make it easier for administrators. Right. And I have heard from administrators there is not too many that will will talk to me uh, at private and say, you know, Bill Stevenson, I'm sure you'd have no problem with saying this now. He texts about it and it's like I, I hated doing it. Yeah. You know, so it's not – I'm sure it's not the fun part of the job, and it's the part that takes a ton of time. So I'm just going to go – because there's really not a – I'm just going to go over my feelings on it and what I think about these new changes, and then I'll let you do the same. Because it's really not like a question and answer. No, it's not. So, this is – we just so, bounce. Yeah, go ahead. So for me, my problems, first of all, with the student data is um, basically the old way was anyone that you had on your roster, you were attached to these students, right? Mm-hmm. That's how it was. Yeah. And I would give these SAT tests, even though I didn't have many students attached to my data uh, because I have a very small sure. roster. And it's heartbreaking. And first of all, I understand. I understand a percentage of kids aren't going to a four-year college. Right. College is not on their radar at all. Of course. And there's nothing wrong with it. They may be going to the military. They may want to trade. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not breaking any groundbreaking news here. A percentage of kids just don't care and right. may not even graduate high right. school. They don't care. There's no caring at home. They don't care. Right. So we have – imagine you're in your job. You have a percent of your evaluation of your daily work is based upon a apathetic person, multiple apathetic people that come in and just botch whatever data that has to be done on your evaluation. So I got into it on the Facebook message board with people who are clearly not in this field. Yeah. And I equated it to if you have – Blaming us at times, and 
the problem is there has to be some sort of balance because I do we, we need to be evaluated. Everybody yes. needs to be evaluated. Yes. But the issue becomes this. We are effectively blaming a teacher a lot of times for the shortcomings of his or her students is equivalent analogous to police officers who would be judged unfairly because they're in a high crime area. Yeah. I think a great analogy that I've heard is imagine you're a dentist. Okay, you're a dentist. And your evaluation is year to year, but your patients come in and how many cavities they come in with. Yeah. And you're, you're trying to educate your patient. Right. Hey, here's how you brush. Right. Make sure you floss every right. day and do this. Then you send them home. Right. And meanwhile, the kid's drinking Baja Blast every yes. day, not brushing their teeth. Parents don't give a care. Eating zingers. And, and they come in, yeah. you know, and they come in. And the next time they got eight cavities. Right. And all of a sudden, the head of the dental institute says, why does Bobby have eight cavities? Right. Didn't you teach him to brush and floss? And the guy's like, hey, man, I did my best. And they're like, meanwhile, he fills in cavities greats. Yeah. Other patients come in that listen to him, have no cavities, can perform a root canal. But this person's only getting effective or possibly minimally effective. Right. And, th- and that's what was happening. And who is going to want to teach and reach out to the, the more challenging kids knowing that this is how you're going to be evaluated? Like it, it really is a vicious circle because the best teachers at that point are not going to want to go to those more challenging areas where there's attendance issues. Yes. And, and I think whenever – you know, you and I are each other's audience at this point, so we're going to agree. But whenever you make this claim to people who have some sort of agenda against educators – they always get this as teachers don't want accountability. Teachers don't want to be evaluated. Teachers just want a free ride, and that's not the case. But I, I think there has to be a certain reality. Every kid that comes to us does not want to be here you know, necessarily, is not coming from a nuclear family that looks like 1950s Leave it to Beaver. We are dealing with different things, and people are dealing with a lot more than we are in this area. It, you know. Classes, I talk to friends of mine teaching in different districts where you'll get like 50% attendance. In a given day, how can you expect a teacher to be held accountable when you got a kid that misses twenty five to forty five percent of the days of the school year? Yeah. And I and again, I, I think it was always a hard thing for non core teachers. I thought for being attached to dad, like you yeah, have the maestro being attached to you know people's reading scores right. on the SAT, and he's mean, right. but no one's being asking like, how are these kids you know playing the trumpet? That, that that's no. And, and I, I'll just say one more thing. I, I, so I said th- this one particular individual who was saying things politely and I think with a, with a good heart um, had some really bizarre ideas. He, one of his suggestions was the, the areas that aren't performing well have a Zoom teacher from some poor country, his words. Everything else was a reasonable idea. This was so bizarre to me. But he said, so what's your solution? He asked me. And, and I mean I have ideas, but it's tough. This is a tough thing. You know, how much how much do we put on parents? How much do we put on society? And I, there's no answer for that. But the majority of people I know in this field want to do well, really work hard. I, I mean, to be honest with you, Mike, I don't know. I know we grew up at a time where there were there were certain teachers that probably passed a book out, said turn to page 101 and do questions one to three. Yep. Those I, days are gone. No, and I think standard, you know, like a standardized test is always a hard way to go. Sure. You have a special education population of your school, okay, that are – that it's, the test is – the SAT – we've mentioned this before, and I'm not going to get into a bashing the SAT. The SAT is not designed for every student to Correct. take. Yes. It's designed for college-bound kids. Well, unfortunately, it's given to every student. Right. Um, I also – as a – I have an ed leadership master's. Some people have said over the years that I might be a little more management-friendly than activists, you know – 
Che union. Guevara. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've spoken to administrators too. And, you know, sort of off the record sort of talk too of most administrators know who needs to really be evaluated sure. and who needs to improve their game. And I think evaluations can be done on some things that aren't – again, I understand that it's sort of hard to say, well, what, you want no data used? Right. No achievement? Right. And I understand that that's – I'm saying no. I think there can be some data there. But also, like, evaluation – you need to have thick skin. And now, now I'm going on the opposite. Sure, I'm going sure. It, teachers can sometimes be the worst at receiving evaluation. Absolutely. Because in their mind, they think there's nothing that can be approved, that they're perfect, and that any sort of – Con, uh, constructive criticism, they get all offended and hurt. Sure, I'm not that way. I have, I wasn't that way way back when I was a student teacher, and I remember my cooperating professor said, "Hey, you're not going to start crying, are you?" Because some other people mm-hmm. in your cohort started crying when I gave these suggestions. And even now, at 25.6 years in, if Matt calls me in in May and says, "Hey, here's a couple things I think you can improve," I'm not going to get upset. And, I, and, and and so I, I I think on the teacher's end, even with this law change that. One thing we have to do, and again, whenever I'd get my score, I would never care about the score unless unless it was as long as it was in the effective range. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I didn't care if it was a low effective or almost highly right. effective. Fine, I'm effective. Now, do I think I'm highly effective? There's some days that I am, but there's some days you know. But I don't think it's that hard if you without the data, it's not that hard for an administrator to evaluate an employee. Now, because we're, we're throwing teaching out of the books. Like if you just have to evaluate an employee, if I'm just operating a store, is this person showing up on time? Mm-hmm. Is this person cordial and professional? Right. Do they, do they um, put in an effort? Do, do, Good team player. Do they, yes. I mean, those are black and white things that are sure. in any profession that teachers need to understand that you are an employee, your administrator is a boss, they need to evaluate on these things. And if you're two wheels on West Jefferson every day at 231, sure. throwing elbows, knocking kids down like George Costanza to get out of the building, there's a problem with that. Fair. And I guess, okay, so I would look at it, you know, I have a student teacher right now, and one of the questions that we were always asked, and he told me he wasn't asked this because they did these mock interviews, is what's your weakness? And, and as a teacher, you know, I, this whenever I got the answer, I care too much. I, I just roll my eyes, right? Yeah. You know, I look at Michael Jordan, to me, the greatest basketball player of all time. You're aware he was cut from his high school team. I didn't realize that. So, it, tragedy. It, you know, he was constantly, his game was constantly evolving. He was constantly improving. To me, if the greatest player can do that, anybody in any field should be willing to always improve. And, like, man, you, you have to be the most arrogant person imaginable to think that you have nothing that you can do better. So I, that's why – but I, I do think there's – we're at an appointment of our society right now in general. I think people are just hyper – I don't want to say sensitive, but there's this, this – and I'm not saying I'm not guilty of it either. I, and so I'm not even defending teachers. I'm not bashing – there's, there's nothing here. I just think there's a unwillingness sometimes to hear what people have to say to you. I don't know if it's the cause by social media. I'm not sure where this comes from, but all of us. I'm going to referee a basketball game today, and I, right now – in my mind, I am already combative about what I'm going to hear from the stands. So, and that's on me. That's I, I. I'm sure I'm going to hear things, but that's on me to kind of maybe I have to change my mentality when I'm doing this and, and accept that there's going to be certain things. And I, I'm certain I'm not going to get every call right. Um, but I think that's that's where we're at right now as a society, unfortunately. I think um, one thing this law does change, and I sort of hinted at at the beginning was 
after three years of an effective rating, you get some time off of not being evaluated. Yeah. I don't know what the window. I, don't, I didn't read. I, in full fairness to our audience, right. I didn't read. It was a. I read a summary of it in the free press. Right. I didn't read the law, but the MEA is going to send out something. I'm sure, but. I don't. We don't know if the previous years count. Like if you had three, if like you get effective this year and you were effective the two previous years, is that your three or is this the first year? Whatever. But in my mind, that is a good thing. I don't think educators need to be evaluated every year. Um, once every three years, to me, once they're tenured, once you know what you have, that's fine. Now, some people, some you know, doubters gonna be like, oh, if someone's at the end of their rope and they. They got that. They get that three-year window. They're going to do nothing the next three years. That's not true. Right. I mean, that's. Not- I, so I think for me personally, I don't know how you feel about this, but you know, we have the two evaluations during the year. I much prefer the informal because the formal one you set up. Yes, you know you, it's coming. There's a date. You know it's coming. The informal one, they just walk in and it is. It, pop you know, in. It's a pop in, right? Yeah. And to me, I, I'd rather not think about it. I'd rather not because it yeah. does. It causes. The anxiety is always going to be there, and that's just my nature. You know, whenever the boss, so to speak, is yeah. around, that's been my whole life. You always feel like you're doing something wrong, and that, that that's just an insecurity on my end. That's not their problem, but I, I I don't like having that date set. I just come in and evaluate me whenever you want. I would prefer that. It is a highly stressful situation um, because you're constantly concerned what they're thinking, and then the other part is when you see them go take notes. Oh man, you're that's and I'm sure a kid feels that way at tryouts when they see the coach writing yeah, something down. You yeah. Know? So I mean I don't know if there's anything else you want to add to it. What I would like no. to ask our audience for feedback, I, for those especially not in the education field, what what's it like in your profession? Yeah. Um that's what I would sort of like to know. Elisa does for the state for her job with the state. She's it's sort of similar. She has to do like a uh what we do our we have to, by the way, for us we have to do a our own selfie val. That yes. we submit, yes, that we submit early before, in the right. year where we right. list where we think we are. Um, and my wife sort of has to do the similar thing. And they call it a, like a, you know, a, a production review or something for her. And, you know, and then she gets a document. She sits down with her boss. But there's no, like in ours, there's things attached to it. Like if you're, I mean, but I'm sure like most people, like if you get so many negative things, you're, that's how they remove you. Right. You know, if we're, if we're not in a non-layoff mode, that's how you're, you know, Michigan's an at-will state. That's how you're removed right. as an employee. Right. So I, I just like to hear what other fields do. Sure. I know the paints are nurses. I'd be interested to hear what they have to say. Um, you know, law enforcement. I, I, I mean, everyone gets evaluated. Yeah. How's it working? Uh, yeah. You know, so I'd be uh, curious to see how that goes. I mean, even our principals are evaluated, right? Like it's, yeah, they you know, and then I know that even our superintendent is evaluated yeah, by the Board of Education. Checks and balances everywhere. Yes. Right. All right. Overrated, underrated this week. Um, of course, one thing we didn't mention in the um, opening, Ohio State-Michigan game was, a, I thought, a very good game. I'm watching it at home on my couch. Chloe had a blast. It was actually a beautiful day in Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was even for that time of year. Um, I noticed right away as the game ended, a lot of trolling going on, which I used to really take part in. I yeah. used to be bad on Twitter, which I'm always going to call it Twitter. It's like Heinz Field. It's Twitter. Um, I don't do it as much anymore. I'm a state of Michigan man. I really, not many, Although, I'm going to tell you this right now. You know what fan base is really starting to get on my nerves? Who's that? It's an old bit with me. Michigan fans? No, not Michigan fans. They just signed a great free agent that has one hip. Come on, man. Yeah. This city is starved. Oh, my you got to So the Red Wing fans, wins the parade? Red, you, you got, Would you stop? Congratulations on signing an a, a MVP that has one hip. I, Jeez, I wonder how that's going to work. Mike, we have not had a winner around here okay, forever. Well, they're, they're acting like this. they got picked up Sidney Crosby. Do you know what the Pistons record is right now? I know what the Pistons record is. I'm just telling you, it's just annoying. You're seeing all these people posting like he's the he's Sidney Crosby at 19 years of age you picked up because the Penguins accidentally didn't leave him on the roster or something. But 
Point is, trolling, online, trolling, overrated, underrated, what do you have? What is your overrated when it comes to trolling? So I didn't know what to say about this because I'm not really, I don't partake in it. <laughs> okay. But it was like you sent me the text and it just, I went on Twitter that night, X, whatever, and uh, I'm just going to let you make do with this and oh, I'll get to what my overrated. This is an example of. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, so this is. Go ahead, say what you want. You could bleep everything out. Wait, so who is this talking? Well, to? apparently Taylor Lewan. Oh, that's Mr. Taylor Lewan, who does do a lot of trolling. Okay, he's a big. I wouldn't know that. He's a big online. No, he was like, "Hey Zach, I'm back. I'm not here to gloat about Mitch. Do I got to read his whole tweet? So he tweets. No, you don't have to. Who's but. now? Who's his other coach? Zach Smith. Who's this? I have no idea. But the, my point in this was, Hey Taylor, you're a clown troll. If you ever hear, I can't even read. You're right. There's the no way. Was. So. So there was that one. I, mean, I got to see who this guy is. I'm going to just hit his bio. Well, no, that's that's a oh, screenshot. it's a screenshot. Sorry, okay, I'm sorry. That's there was right. another one. You know, I, I Taylor followed. Luan does a lot of trolling. Okay, okay, I'm going to just say that. So I followed. Uh, I, there's a lot of Michigan talk after the game that I'm, apparently I follow. A lot of these people I don't even follow. I don't know how they're showing up on my feed. And there's one that there's a woman who was called a, a word that you would call. Just these yeah. are awful things. Awful, yeah. You know, and, and I, I don't know what my overrated is except the overreactions or just the mean spiritedness that comes out of people. Yeah. I don't and maybe mind, that's what you're trying to get from people. Yeah, I don't know. I don't mind funny things, right? You know, and I don't want to spoil underrated, like you know, like you know, the, the signs even in Happy Valley with Jim Harbaugh, like those things, those signs at games, which are obviously heavy, heavily edited. Sure. So, you know, and, and I'm going to say that my overrated is lazy trolling, where you don't even come up with it, you just retweet or repost oh, okay. somebody else's. That's fair. Okay. Lazy, and I don't like trolling college or high school athletes, even college. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't. Right. To me, that Agreed. should be hands off. These are these are kids. even college, and I don't yes. care about. If they're right. getting paid or whatever, if a kid like like if this Ohio State quarterback, if anybody, especially from Columbus, trolled this poor kid or whatever mm-hmm. after that throw, which was he got hit, it wasn't the best throw, right. but you know it, it is what it is. It, someone has to win and someone has to lose. I don't like it at all, and especially I don't like it high school. I don't like it at high school at all. I, I, and you know, high school kids though, I mean, I sort of give them a pass. They're going to do dumb stuff just because they are. But if parents are getting involved with that with high school athletes. I mean, come on, man! Yeah, like, like it's it's ridiculous. So that's my overrated split into lazy trolling. Come up with your own stuff. Don't just share somebody. Don't share somebody else's or <coughs> trolling at all of high school or now college coaches. I have no problem with. Yeah, the picture of Urban Meyer eating the pizza in the golf cart from way back yeah. when Michigan State played. <laughs> that is a class, yes. That's is. a classic. I mean, meme. they're men. They're forty. Yes. They're, and they're compensated. Like Gundy. Yes, yes. Right. They're compensated well enough yes. that they can handle pro players too. Yes. You mess something up right. as a pro, you better suck it up and understand. Yeah. Listen, man, you're, you're a yeah, pro. I, I do think there, there's a line that has been crossed by some fans in the NBA on the flip side, like Russell Westbrook. Now, he wasn't. this was a different form of trolling, but he was called Westbrick and he confronted the person. With, like, come on, man. I mean, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I think it's very funny, but you've got to be able to handle that. Yes. Right. All right. So, uh, do you have something for underrated then? Yeah, you. Oh, me as a troll? Yeah. I, so listen, here's the deal. I don't want to like you. You got your own little. Don't, don't you do something with foods? I don't. I'm not sure oh, about the, this. yes. The you can follow me on as Mike the Librarian on TikTok, Concession Stand Guru. Well, that wasn't an opportunity for you to plug. Yourself. Oh, I'm sorry. And shout out to Donnie Kanja at uh, this, Reeland Market. Now, now you're cutting me off. Now who recognize me? <laughs> so you're you're trolling. On Facebook, which maybe maybe makes me sound old, is hysterical. Oh, downriver train, downriver and friends, downriver and friends stuff. I thought you were okay. Well, you've done prayers up for like the beaver thing some years back that had me in stitches. Oh, the beef coon, beef coon, and yeah. So I am. I I find it so amusing what you do on there. So I'm going to give you the the props on this one. You're underrated as a troll. It's really funny. (laughs) It's not mean spirited at all. 
I'm gonna. I don't want. I'll. I'll get to because my hot mic take is down later. I'm not. I'm gonna let that go. End with that. I'll just end okay, with that. Right. I don't want to give too much away. I appreciate that. All right. It has not come without some damage and some suspensions, <laughs> but it's it's well earned. So I, I appreciate that, Downriver Jeff. Okay. All right. Uh, my underrated is when teams do it well, when professional teams do it well. Oh, yeah, they do. Teams are getting good at this they on are. their official Instagram. Yeah. Pittsburgh this last week beat Cincinnati in Cincinnati, and they had like a crushed can of Skyline Chili, which if you're familiar with Cincinnati, that's their yeah, gross that's right. known food. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just little things like that that are like and – and again, and it's not, you know, obviously, I mean, if Cincinnati gets I – mean, and, and pro teams do this back and forth. So I think that it, at a – at a mild level, it's almost become accepted and commonplace. Sure. And so you better – and if the Steelers can dish it out, they better be ready to take yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So that's one thing that I have to understand. So, like, when somebody wants to – you know, like when, if they somehow lose to the Cardinals this weekend and they want to post a thing about a, a Permani Brothers sandwich, which are a little overrated, even me as a Pittsburgh guy. Sure. Um, they can't – you guys can't get offended, Steelers. That's the one whole thing about trolling. It's like anything else. If you want to dish it out, you better be able to right, take it. Right, and that's right. one thing about me. I can sort of take it. Like if, it, But I'm also, as I, we mentioned before, as I get older and older, I'm less attached to these teams dictating how my week is going to go. Yeah. It's, it's, and you claim it's because they've won championships I think recently. So. But I'm also a Pirates fan. But maybe that's just become apathy. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe what, what becomes apathy. But, but you're right. The Steelers have won championships. I, I looked it up. I sent it in our family chat because Chloe's birthday is the 30th tomorrow. Well, Yesterday, if you're listening to this, sure. um, and I was just messing around, and because I, I, I'm like, man, how many years does this go back? The Steelers' last losing season, and never in Chloe's life. She's going to be 19. That's crazy. It was the year before she was born, 2003. Uh, they went six and ten, and it's now going to be 2023. Man, 19 years of life, and you know, going starting our 20th year, and the Steelers have never had a losing season in those years. Yeah, and it's in the meantime, crazy. some of our listeners, let's say like Shannon Bailey, Max, Max, and <laughs> have has not seen a Lions victory, has not seen a Lions home Lions no playoff home, game. Pistons no playoff victories yeah. for them, and her like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's so uh, you know, I part of it is that, but I I mean, you're right. I used to live and die the Steelers. Yeah, like like if they lost, I'd stay up for the whole primetime games. I don't do it anymore. But you, it may, I, don't, I think it's just more that I get older and I realize what stuff has value. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hot mic take. What do you got? Amazon Prime did a special. Okay. We talked about it today. You have not seen it yet. All right. Oh, yes. Bye bye, Barry. Okay. All right. I want to plug this a little bit. I want to ask a question. But uh, before I say, he is so interesting as an individual. Uh, aloof, still local, still local, just very aloof. Uh, you know, they, there was stuff that came out in this. I, I don't want to give too much away about this movie. It, it, Mike, it was really, really well done, though. Um, just a very different type of guy. And, you know, he even like very super smart, you know, very shunning of the spotlight his whole life that has just kind of continued now. But just such an interesting guy. So I, I'm plugging this. To the listener, because it really, whether you like football or not, if you're local, like it, it really is really cool. Some celebrities, you know, local celebrities, Tim Allen makes a couple of appearances, Eminem, Jeff Bridges. Uh, I'm sorry, Jeff Daniels, not Jeff Bridges. Um, so it, it was really well done. But now I, I just want to ask the listener Barry Sanders retired right on the eve of training camp. And I'm wondering what the listener thinks. You know, about this, we can all accept his greatness, and he will. I, I am now of the opinion. I used to argue otherwise, just because of where we were local. I think I, I like to be contrarian sometimes too. I am now of the opinion he's the greatest running back to ever live, 
I think that's a lot of people would back me up on that. Um, but did he, was it wrong how he did it? He went, you know, and for if you don't know, listener, right on the eve of training camp, he sent a fax, which it was funny. He was sitting with his kids and they didn't even know what a fax was. Sent a fax and announced his retirement. You know, teams cut people all the time at any point in time to give him the benefit of the doubt. But he kind of knew this before. And again, I'm not giving it, this is not information. There's no spoilers here. Um, so where are you at on this? Is it, is it for me personally, I, I'm sort of not shockingly, I'm in the middle in a sense that I, I thought he could have done it sooner. So the Lions could have drafted somebody, you know, but man, the guy's greatness was so good. And, you know, that was just who he was. So I, I, I'm all time favorite athlete to watch probably my second all time favorite athlete behind Isaiah Thomas. So, but I, man, the guy was just amazing. So I highly recommend it. And I just want to know how the listener feels about how it all went down. Yeah. I think, um, back when he was playing, it was always a battle of who was better, him or Emmett Smith. Yeah. And I think years now down the road, just looking back at their abilities right. and what they did, I think it's clear as day, especially when you look back at that Dallas offensive line. That right. always used to be like the right. backup that Dallas had. And they did. They did. I mean, those guys are all pros, yes. Hall of Famers. Um, I think looking back, like if you just said national, like once-in-a-lifetime physical talent as a running back, right. there's been plenty of guys like Emmett Smith. You know, Adrian Peterson sort of almost sure. reminds me um, of Emmett Smith. You know, like uh, Probably a bigger, stronger, faster version of him, yes. actually. So, But Barry Sanders was very unique. There was never anyone right. like him. He was almost more – I guess Walter Payton was almost a little closer to – uh, Barry Sanders. Uh, yeah, maybe. Sty- yeah. Stylistically, I can't think of anybody. Yeah. I mean, but I, I mean, he, yeah, he was very unique. I mean, if I had to like say anyone that I wouldn't put Emmett Smith like Barry Sanders, I'd say like Walter Payton okay, was more. Fair. You know what I mean? Like he had, and so that's just uh, you know, I, and I'm gonna have to check it out for sure. Um, for me, you mentioned it. So my trolling on Facebook and Don River and friends. I don't remember if I mentioned it last year. I may have. So this may be a repeat. But what do you know? Thanksgiving week comes along and the holiday train <laughs> rolls along again down here. I. So basically, what this is, allegedly, because I'm never going to see it as much as my sister Katie wants me to take my um, nephew to go see it. There's this train that comes out of Canada, freight train. By the way, how like how, do you like getting caught by freight trains at um, Woodruff, uh, Allen and Van Horn? I love sitting Vreeland. and waiting to where I'm getting to where I, I'm trying to go. I mean, I see them all the time. I mean, if you really want to see them, just drive down Vreeland. They're it's parked. Infuriating. They're parked there all yes, the time. You yes. can go right. look at them. Right. Stare all you yep. want. Yep. So every year, I think it's Canadian CN Canadian National. Is that who does? Is that a big train I company? Right, yeah. I guess I'm not a big train guy. Uh, they decorate a train with holiday lights. That's cute. Yes, and it starts in Win- lovely Windsor, Ooh. and it dra- it travels lovely people. It travels across the Detroit River. I think awesome. under. I think it's a tunnel. If I if I my I have no idea. Um, it has to go through customs. As you know, you got to absolutely. There aren't open borders. <laughs> okay, you got to go through <laughs> customs, um, and then it goes through. From what I understand, the city somehow through Taylor Allen Park. It doesn't come down this way, unfortunately. Oh, that's sad. Why not? I don't know. So you have to go up to like Thunderbird, Thunder. Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt. I don't have to ask our Allen Park experts. I'm a little upset that they, why don't they come here? I, well. Every year on Facebook on Down River Friends, they're asking about this train from like about four o'clock on. Okay, this train doesn't get down here. It always gets held up. It's low priority on the tracks. It gets held up. It doesn't get down here. Then Thunderbolt Lanes this year was on a Friday, and they're like, hey, you can't park in our parking lot to see this dumb train. You can park in a lot to come bowl and spend money. And everyone's like, oh, how rude of Thunder. I'm like, no, this place has to make money. It's a Friday night. It's a big bowling night from my understanding. I'm not a bowler. I don't know. 
So you don't like trains or bowling? So these people are po- no, I do like bowling. I like a people. I like them want people to make their money. Okay. So last Friday again, everyone's posting. Everyone's posting. So I get on there. Downriver and friends. I didn't get caught or blocked because I wrote. Everyone's like, "Where's the train? Where's the train?" So I wrote. <laughs> Currently stopped on Allen and Van Horn. This is what I was playing. All right. Stopped on Allen and Van Horn. Some lady replies to me. I wish I would have screenshotted this because she ended up deleting because someone must have been like, hey, this guy's an idiot. Yeah. She's like, what? I didn't know it was coming down that way. I thought it was going through Taylor. (laughs) Yes, that's right. That's what made me. It took everything in my power not to reply to her and be like, listen, lady, it's every other train stopped at Allen and Van Horn. And again, all these people, it's cold. And you know what? It goes by. It's like eight seconds. (laughs) None of these things. You stand outside for hours. Eight seconds later, it's driving by. And in the end, it's a train with Christmas lights. Like, I, I don't get it. I can't wait to hear the comments on My this. sister says I'm a Scrooge. Yeah. I, I don't understand. No, I don't have a problem. Like, get in your car and driving around going at lights. I did the zoo lights last year. But that's – I didn't have to sit and wait. Yeah. I got to walk through. So, again, yes, I trolled that. Downriver Jeff didn't catch me. I think my post is still up. Like, if you go back and look through one of them, seeing where the train is. So, again, I'm sure it's going to be back next year at this time. Listen – it's not worth it. Not worth it. I guess it goes through Romulus, too. It heads west. Yeah. Oh. All right. You don't, You didn't have any desire to go see it? No, I didn't, but I, I do like how annoyed I troll on down. Yes. yes. Yeah. But it was funny. It was that's funny. my big thing is, the, you know, I, I don't pick on anyone that isn't deserving. And Lord knows there's plenty of people that are deserving. on there. All right. Last week, we were embarrassed by the Lions. We both, I said easy win. We said it was going to be no problem. Um, I, you know, people that aren't panicking, First of all, the good news is the Bears lost um, on Monday night. That was one. Bears won. Bears won. I'm sorry, the yes. Vikings yes. lost. Yes. Correct. Um, here's my deal with that Lions-Packers game, and I know I told you this already. The Packers offense, which was a little healthier when they played the Steelers, could do nothing against them. Yeah. The, their offense was awful. And for them to come in here and do that, I, I'm a little worried. Oh, yeah. Because you're that, crazy if you're not worried. That. That Green Bay, you know, New Orleans has a pretty good offense. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't know if their starting receiver is going to be Alave in. might be out, yeah. Well, if Alave's out, then they're not that good. Right. That's just the way it is because right. their quarterback's awful. Um, but And then after watching Philly play on yeah, they're, and they're, then watching San a, Francisco, I just have this fear of – a wide gap between man, one and two. And, you know, and, again, I don't want to panic. It's one loss. You're – the NFL is exactly no, what they want. No, but they had to steal a game against the Bears before. It's time to panic. Maybe the too strong board. Yeah, if they don't, if win. they don't win this game in New Orleans, I think it's fair to panic. Absolutely, they should win this game in New Orleans, yes. even if Olave is healthy. That's me personally. I agree because the NFC South is awful. So I'm gonna you know go. That, by the way, you know the Panthers are still playoff eligible. Is that right? What are they? One and eleven? Yes, five because the, the first place team is like five and six. Jeez, oh, um, I'm going to pick the Lions, twenty four twenty one. It's going to be a, a battle. Okay. Steelers fire Matt Canada, hit 400 yards of offense, beat the Bengals. They are Crazy. home against the Cardinals. Should be an easy win, but there's no easy win for the Steelers. They no, will win, but it'll probably be by like seven or six or something like that. Think like 14 to nine? Yeah, I don't know. I they, they probably really should have put up almost like 21 points or so last week, 28. They just killed themselves with dumb mistakes. Yeah. But I think I, I – think, this unit that they needed that, and and the running game has always been sort of good, even with Canada there. That's going to be a good combo, and 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 the pan the Cardinals are just sort of banged up and yeah in a tough spot, just so, getting through the year. So they should win that. Um, those are really our own two, only two games. I, I mean, obviously Michigan's going to beat Iowa. Michigan should beat Iowa. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the committee decides. Who's yes, that's going to be that's what's going to be interesting. It's the SEC championship game is going to be must see television. They're obviously. they're praying for a victory. They're praying for Georgia to win. Um, 
probably Washington and Florida State, so they don't have to make a decision. But, you know, those things are not – hope is not a strategy, so it should be interesting. Yep, it, w- it should be a great weekend. Well, yep. again, we'd love to hear feedback on the uh, – I'd love to hear feedback on the evaluation, what people do with that. So um, have a great week, and we'll see you back next week.